Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you so much for dropping on by and taking time to listen to my podcast. I'm really pleased to to have you as my listener. Thank you so much. Today, I am delighted to be joined by the fabulous Adele Johnston, who I am now going to hand over to so she can introduce herself, as I do with all my guests, because they're far better at introducing themselves than I am. So over to you, Adele. Please do take centre stage and introduce yourself to my fabulous listeners. Well, thank you, Sarah, and thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. So like Sarah said, I'm Adele Johnston. I am a global menopause coach and a certified nutritionist, certified positive psychology coach, and also a breathwork facilitator. I'm a mum of identical twin girls, they're 11, and I'm also, I am 38, but I'm also going, um, well, I've had a diagnosis of early perimenopause when I was 37. So not only am I supporting ladies through their menopausal journey from perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause, but also living and breathing it myself so yes it's been a bit of a journey i was just about to say that it sounds like quite a journey because as i understand it you were already coaching ladies and it was because of a particular lady that you were coaching that brought you into working with her on a menopause basis that helped you sort of go about identifying i think your own perimenopause but sort of insisting on that diagnosis and discovering that for yourself because of all the symptoms that you were having and I mean, obviously, you've gone through big life changes as well, haven't you? In addition to that, because you've been in the corporate world for mm-hmm. for twenty odd years and a high profile role within that sector to to sort of launching out on your own fully last year. So yeah, t- do expand Adele because obviously you've been on quite <laughs> a journey and you are still on one because it's all quite magical all that's going on at the moment. Yes, I was twenty years or so in the corporate roles. I um, left the corporate environment pretty much down to the fact that I was early perimenopause and there just wasn't the support there for me that I needed at that time. So I had no other option but for my own health and happiness to come away Mm -hmm. from that environment. Um, I was very fortunate, however, that I already had a small subset of, of ladies that I was coaching already Mm-hmm. And like any business, when we start our business, it doesn't just go from being nothing to all of a sudden this big, massive business. Yeah, we need to work on it. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so I was in corporate for, for a while and, and then just made the decision that actually this was more my awakening, my universal message that it was my time to walk away now from corporate and go fully in here. So yes, I was working with uh, one of my ladies who had medically induced menopause because of breast cancer. She needed some additional support. I was very upfront and honest with her and had said, look, I haven't worked with any menopausal ladies before you, but I'm willing to do what I need to do to give you the best possible care. We were very honest with each other in that space and I learned a lot through supporting her. So she was almost that real life case study to work through. Wow. Mm. And then it was probably a bit down the line, I started to notice that when I was 36, I had a a lot of different symptoms. Um, For me, started very vaginally. So I had a lot of 
um, problems in my vaginal area. I had, mm -hmm. you know, bleeding during and after sex, which was not very nice. It was painful. I had, you know, f such discomfort that even putting on underwear or leggings was just so painful. That's awful. Yeah, and it was just kind of a bit like, well, oh, I can't just go by and accept that this is life now, right? No, exactly. No. So I did have a lot of checks and, you know, was fortunate at the time when I was with corporate, I had private health care, so mm -hmm. got the, the checks needed through there. Um, and very much was told, no, you're too young. It's not menopause. Everything's very healthy. You know, congratulations. You have a really healthy uterus, which is wonderful. <laughs> but doesn't explain the symptoms that I was having, like heart palpitations, anxiety yes. of, I, I was having health anxiety, not overall anxiety, but very much mm -hmm. health-related anxieties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I suffered a lot from things like vivid dreams, God, if oh, you've wow. ever had those, they're petrifying. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mine was very much, uh, there was always someone standing over me in the room. Dreadful. Anyway, <clears throat> fast forwards. I very much was fully aware that what I was experiencing was hormonal and I was very fortunate to have a very compassionate relationship with my own body. So I recognised when things were changing, when things mm -hmm. feel normal. And although I did seek out medical support, I was told that it wasn't. So, yeah, it was a bit of a tough journey to get to where I got to and get that diagnosis. Mm, I was going to say it's quite a challenge because, you know, we know our bodies, don't we? And if you know mm. that there's something not right and you've then got to challenge the medical profession to say, this is what I believe it to be, and they're saying no... But you you battled you battled on and you kept challenging. So how how did you eventually get that diagnosis that you actually wanted in the end? Um, it took about eighteen months of continual wow. checks and conversations, and you know I think I went through every single internal, which sometimes was invasive. I went through a lot of bloods, which were unnecessary. I went through internal scans, external scans, biopsies. You name it, we did it to the point where I was in a private gynaecology appointment with a leading consultant in gynae, and I said to him, could we just replace my coil, my marina coil, which I had for contraception, mm -hmm. could we just replace that early and see if it is actually hormonal? Because if it is, the increase in progesterone that I'll get from the new marina will help to relieve some of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. which he agreed to doing. So we did that, and lo and behold, it was almost instantaneous. Some of the symptoms that I was experiencing left. Bye-bye. That's that amazing. Yeah. So that was obviously a clear indication that progesterone levels were lower than what they should be. Mm -hmm. I did have blood run. Oestrogen levels were still technically in the normal range, but for my age category, they were lower. Mm -hmm. So we started oestrogen replacement through just a, a transdermal gel that you rub onto your skin. Within a matter of weeks of replacing that, all the heart palpitations left, the, the health anxiety disappeared. Wow. Mm. That's incredible. I mean, the, the, just listening to you, talking about your symptoms and all the things that you've, you've been through and you've had to go through to explore this, to discover this, to find this. I mean, as you say, it's been such a journey. I feel so grateful to have gone through 
the menopause at the age that I did without actually noticing that I'd really gone through it apart from a few is it me or is it hot in here moment <laughs> um, and I say I do, I do quite often think that that's down to having had the merino coil myself that obviously it sort of balanced me out and I just didn't say really notice anything but to to hear what you've gone through and then so obviously that's been part of your journey and in supporting your ladies as well to then it's become something that's really big for you isn't it because you've you've gone on and you've developed that and you've found so much knowledge you you can't become a knowledge center effectively yourself mm-hmm. haven't you because there's been this huge void big black hole of, of of knowledge and you know as i say because i personally haven't had all of these symptoms i'm now curious myself to know what are the symptoms for mm. women who have got the menopause and what are the what are the solutions i mean what can you suggest to women who are listening right now or even you know husbands or partners or boyfriends who may have a, a you know have, have a lady in their life who is of a certain age or, or younger as we've just as you've just you know suggested that you might they might go oh gosh that sounds like you know my my girlfriend my girl you know my wife my wife my partner what have you yeah. because the more that's recognized the more that can be done and obviously this is all about harnessing happiness if you can get these elements of your health right you can live a happier and healthier life but if actually you're you're battling something that you don't even know what it is because it it doesn't it doesn't fit with anything so what what you know what are the symptoms and what would you what what are your suggestions just you know as we're sort of talking that right now Mm -hmm. yeah i mean this is it there's so many different symptoms and i don't want to paint this whole big doom and gloom picture of the menopause because as much as when we enter into perimenopause, the majority of women will be in that second stage of their menopause journey for around 10 years, sometimes a little bit more, depending on the lady. We're all unique. So the average age in the UK for perimenopause is 41. And actually, you know, I was slightly earlier. So I'll spend mm-hmm. a bit longer in that, that stage of life. And ultimately what it means is you start to have a drop in your estrogen and progesterone levels. For some ladies, testosterone levels as well, because we're starting to come out of our most fertile point. And although we're not completely, you know, infertile by the end of that, the whole point of the menopause journey is that actually we're not there to bear children forever. We're we're here for a point, we've got our fertile years, and then we start to enter into perimenopause, which is where we start to see the decline of estrogen and progesterone some testosterone for some ladies. So at that point, we can see an onset of an array of different symptoms. And for some ladies, you know, around 80% or so will experience some symptoms. And it can Mm -hmm. be anything from, if you think about the entire body has estrogen receptors everywhere. So as soon as estrogen estrogen starts to take a decline, you may start to notice cognitive sharpness is a bit declining so a little because you hear about people talking about having sort of a a woolly head or feeling in a fog or things like that that's something that people report don't they or not people ladies report (laughs) yeah exactly ladies will start to see things like you know the, the kind of onset of brain fog or cognitive slowdown um forgetfulness emotional you know emotional outbreaks that maybe necessarily you weren't there before you might start to notice dry eyes, dry skin. You might notice receding gums, bleeding gums, tinnitus, loads of different things. If you think about the top of your body all the way to your toes, there is an array of yeah. different things inside and out that you can experience. Heart palpitations, wow. gut and digestive challenges, 
So you can see how a lot of ladies can start to just say, I think it's maybe just something I eat. Actually, I didn't sleep mm -hmm. great last night, so it's probably just because I'm tired. Or I've got such a really crazy career that it's not a wonder I'm a bit moody and irritable and tired and not sleeping because I'm stressed. So we tend to then offset a lot of these symptoms with my life's just busy so you yes, mask them over because you don't recognize them it's just acceptance of not knowing yeah exactly and it can it can be for a lot of ladies very very severe to the point where a lot of ladies can become so distressed um anxious depressed and suicidal thoughts where they've never experienced this before and other ladies like yourself have a very kind of non-impactful symptom journey. Mm -hmm. So yes, we are, we're yeah. all unique, beautifully so. Absolutely. We all experience the world in different ways generally. And, and so, mm -hmm. so why would the menopause be any different? But it's the body going through, as you said, isn't it? That change because we, we're moving out of a fertile years. Phew. <laughs> I certainly don't want any at 56, that's for sure. Yeah, and this is the thing. I get a lot of ladies, you know, I'm quite young, um, there's ladies younger than me in this space and this mm. is the whole thing of the menopause doesn't just go oh you're 41 now needs to start perimenopause or the average age for the menopause is 51 but the menopause itself which is the word that we hear the most of is actually one day so we hear more about menopause but you spend more of your time in perimenopause and postmenopause than you do in menopause this is what we hear most about. So to define what your menopause is, Sarah, it is 12 consecutive months of no bleed. So no period okay. for 12 consecutive months plus one day. And that day is then your menopause day. After that, you're postmenopausal. Interesting. This is why I wouldn't have known anything about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because having the coil, as you know, <clears throat> yeah. it, it prevents all of that happening. So as I say, didn't know anything about it. You're old enough, it can be whipped out now is all I got. <laughs> Right. And that was That's another experience in itself. Mm. We won't go into that right now. Mm. <laughs> I have written a blog about it in case anybody's interested. SarahJNaylor.com, you'll find it there. It wasn't a pleasant experience, second time round. However, I've survived. Mm. And that's the thing, actually, Adele. Actually, I will allude to that because... What they don't tell you when they do take it out is that you're, like you've just been saying about your hormone levels rebalancing because of, you know, the, the, the what's on the merino coil. It's the progesterone. I never say it. That's why I'm trying to avoid saying it. <laughs> but, you know, when you take it out, suddenly your body's lost it. And I went into all of those symptoms. That I had about 24, 48 hours of this horrific sort of weeping and crying and not knowing understanding what's going on and I had to google and do some research I wasn't given any information whatsoever and it was horrific and it was a like, what on earth I think that there's um the merino crash is what they call it it's a it's a, a phrase horrific anyway we're going off a mindful journey there I don't want to be <laughs> distracting from yours but just to forewarn you know just just be mindful if you are having it out and you're not having another one put in Beware that you know, mm -hmm. it, it will affect your hormone levels for probably about 24, 48 hours. It could be longer. It could be a month. But uh, thankfully, I sort of got through it after I discovered what it was. But yeah, so you've done so much work now on this because you've actually even you're even training other women, aren't you? And other coaches to coach in this area. That's right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was never something that I set out to do. But what had happened was I have had such great successes with the ladies that I work one on one with. 
and I only work one-on-one with them because I need to get to know their bodies. Everybody's unique in their own journey. So actually, to slot a lot of ladies into kind of a, a group setting, we have a membership, and that's a little bit different. That's more encouragement and moving ladies through parts of the journey that they can self-manage. Mm-hmm. So working one-on-one with them and had such great success because I designed this three steps to success modular delivery basically where we look at nutrition lifestyle and mind and those are the Mm -hmm. three elements that we never deviate from so having gone through a lot of this with a lot of ladies the idea is I get to the point where I can eventually say it's time for you to graduate out from me and start to live your life now we've done what we need to do and that's what I've become known for is helping ladies get to that point where we are graduating out and living life. So Excellent. I then had two unexpected avenues that came in. I had ladies come to me saying, can I learn more on the menopause? Because what's out there in the public domain is too medical. I don't know what they mean. If I read things, it's confusing me. Am I this? Am I that? So what I started to do was... Um, very realized that I'm actually very gifted at taking medical language which I've self-taught mm-hmm. and you would laugh <laughs> at how I've done this but self-taught um, and very much then demystify it and take away the jargon a little bit so that it means in very plain terms this is what this means so I put together yeah. a self-study program which is five modules that ladies can just go through at their own pace. And it talks a lot Mm -hmm. about what is the menopause? How can you care for yourself during the menopause? You know, what to be aware of if you are looking to go down an HRT route or an alternative therapies route. Because not Mm -hmm. every every lady wants or can replace their hormones. And Mm -hmm. then the final one is about weight loss and menopause, how to be effective with that. Because it is a little bit different when we approach weight loss in menopausal ladies. So that got developed out of a bit of a love for just helping ladies. Mm, And that's where your passion is. When when you're passionate about something, it evolves, doesn't it? Completely. And that was, it was beautiful because it just, it's something that's there that a lot of ladies can say, you know, I want to learn more about it. Where can I go? And it's like, well, actually, here's five modules that you can really get your teeth into. And then I also had a lot of kind of what I refer to as B2B markets, so the business to business. I had a lot of coaches within life coaching, business coaching, health and PTs reaching out saying, Adele, I've got this lady or I've got this client. Here's her situation. How can I help her? So I was spending a lot of time and you know, Sarah, that I do a lot of paying it forward. So I spend about two hours every single day in my DMs on Instagram, where I'm most Mm -hmm. active, answering people's questions. And it's not answering people's questions to say, come and buy my stuff. It's more a, this is what I would do. Here's where I would look. Um, You know, here's a good book to read or a good article or something that's going to support you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was spending a lot of time answering the same questions over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that actually we need more frontline menopause support coaches like me to help these mm-hmm. ladies so that actually if they approach their GP, the GP feels that the lady is in control. 
the lady feels that she is fully empowered to take her own journey. Mm-hmm. But also, we just don't have appropriate support within our NHS system in the UK. Quite amazing that it's just not available. And it's, so it's brilliant, the work that you're doing, because ultimately, you know, if people can take control of their life and understand what's going on with the body and make those changes, mm-hmm. it makes a huge, huge difference to their lives generally and, and all of those people around them, of course. Yeah, massively. I mean, this menopause does not just impact on women, it impacts on everyone. There's a big campaign that's starting at the moment um, with Gen M and we're looking at getting a lot more men's menopause awareness campaigns in the forefront of the media. And it's oh, brilliant. It's even to the, the fact where, you know, men are directly impacted by this because they not only have to watch the one that they love go through this mm-hmm. part of life that can be really debilitating for 10 years, maybe even longer sometimes. Mm-hmm. But also they, you know, they very much lose the sense of who that person was that they fell in love with because that lady then falls out of love with herself. So how can, yes. she, how can she radiate that confidence and, you know, that that appeal to want to live her life her best possible way if inside she's lost no absolutely so you with with working with you then can you can you help them on that journey to to regain that then as well yeah that's what i do so this is it it's all about that's that's magical adele (laughs) yeah absolutely and you know what's really fantastic about it this is not a diet program so i'm very upfront and clear with ladies if they reach out to Mm -hmm. me 97% of women do because they want to lose the menopause weight gain. That just becomes a byproduct of what we do when you think back to the nutrition and the lifestyle pillars that I've designed Mm -hmm. and developed into how I coach. So that happens anyway, but the focus is actually on getting to know themselves. So by the middle part of the journey, they reclaim their identity. They appreciate who they are, what brings them joy. And that's a question I asked at the start. So what brings you joy? What is your happiness moments? If you're enjoying the Harnessing Happiness podcast, there are plenty of free resources available for download at sarahjnaylor.com, where you can also find out more about her APE mindset. It's all about acceptance, perspective, and energy. Just visit sarahjnaylor.com. It's interesting, though, what you were saying about the weight, because I do think I have gained weight, but I am active. And I don't eat anymore, but then I know I don't move so much because I actually work from home and I have done since 2009 in a, in a bungalow. And who knows whether it is menopausal or not. Maybe, I'm, maybe I need a consultation with yourself, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> it's great that you are doing this and you are now training other coaches up and you've got people going through your programme because you've developed that. So there are more frontline workers, so there are more people out there. Have you, have you got a, a bigger picture on what you actually want to achieve through all of this? Because obviously it's all evolving at, at quite quite a pace isn't it do you know a lot of this is is very much about making sure that this black hole of support of you know frontline support for women is we close that gap really we need to know that there's more people so when we think about you know business coaches that are working with women any coach that really has females in their network this is Mm -hmm. where they can up level the level of support they give to their clients so this is not just about health and fitness and pt coaches doing this certification it's a 12-week certification to be a menopause support coach it's actually been able to then recognize 
that if you're a business coach and one of your ladies maybe fails to turn up for a one-to-one or she seems to be a bit distant, it's noticing these signs and symptoms and being able to help her. That's the personal ambition and passion of mine is that we close this gap and have way more people aware of it and talking about it so that women are empowered to step forward and say, I suspect that this is the menopause and actually here's what I would like to do for my next steps in my care. Because a lot Mm -hmm. of the GPs, unfortunately, at the moment don't know what those next steps of care need to be. Typically, what are the next steps of care? Just to generalise, because as we've already said that, you know, we're all unique and we've all got sort of different levels of where we're at. But what, what would be the sort of, if somebody said, oh, do you know what, I'm going to go to the GP, I think it's menopausal. What are the next steps? What would they be talking about? What would they be doing? Yeah, it's a good question, actually, because if you are 45 and under, then you've got the, the whole, well, under 45, really, we could run bloods to check where core hormone levels, for example, estradiol, progesterone, testosterone are sitting. We typically wouldn't really be interested that much in where progesterone is sitting, but predominantly the estradiol, the sex binding globulin, we would want to know where that one is sitting and Mm -hmm. possibly then testosterone. So there's a few that we could run. And then Mm -hmm. we would be able to look at where your core hormones were sitting really. If you're over 45, those bloods are so irrelevant, shall we say, if you're already having symptoms. The reason that we would probably run the bloods when you're younger is to make sure that there's nothing else underlying. Right, yes, yeah. 45 and over, we would be saying, well, the chances are it is perimenopause, you're at that right age. So there's a few options available here. The kind of first step would be, do we want to go through a trial of treatment with some hormone replacement? and look at replacing some of that lost estrogen, maybe some of that lost progesterone or testosterone, depending on where levels are. And then if ladies are like, nope, that's not where I want to be, then it would be looking at alternative therapies such as lifestyle, nutrition, Mm -hmm. how you are nourishing and nurturing your happiness and your mindset. All of these things, as much as we're saying they're alternative therapies, they're not, they're core foundational therapies that actually mm-hmm. you can't just decide to say, I'm just going to go and replace my hormones through HRT because I can't be bothered doing any of the other stuff. <laughs> yes, you've got to do the internal work. <laughs> yeah, it's like the HRT will work absolutely tenfold if we have those foundational elements in place. And it's not as hard as ladies think when you've got the right direction. And that's what we always have to remind ourselves. I think we tend to put our mindset in a spin of I'm going to have to eat lettuce and I'm going to have to run a marathon every day in order to tick these boxes and that's not the case. I was just running through my mind then as you were just talking about that and in in what you do. Hmm. I think that that whole support that you give somebody to actually be heard, be listened to. I mean, that's the power of um, coaching anyway. But for somebody going through that, because you've got that knowledge base and you've got that ability to direct them depending on what they're presenting, mm-hmm. you're sort of doing that sort of first line before, as you say, before they start to seek medical intervention. But you can see it and recognise it because you've done so much study and you're so aware of it. But that, that, that support, that being listened to, to know that you're not going mad has got to be that first part of, thank God, you know, 
somebody's hearing me somebody's listening to me somebody understands what i'm saying somebody's there for me that is such an empowering part of that journey of turning to someone like yourself isn't it yeah absolutely massively and i mean this is where you know when i have a lot of just initial consultation calls or welcome calls with new ladies there's a lot of emotions that come up and we have to allow for that time to just be vulnerable because actually mm -hmm. it's sometimes the relief of just knowing that someone kind of gets it and we're going to work through it and as much as I don't call myself an expert or a specialist I never will be because this world is forever evolving and growing and it's super mm -hmm. complex but actually being able to pull out what is going to help an individual lady some ladies suffer from such severe symptoms that we literally have to look at individual care it's not just a one size fits all when we come to this which is important mm -hmm. that first step in sort of speaking to you i mean i say that is the power of coaching like you said about the emotions i mean whenever i'm coaching they usually this hank is out on the first session because it's that release that yeah. being able to explore being able to discuss stuff so you're doing so much amazing stuff but what makes you what makes adele happy as a person this is quite an easy one for me as well because <laughs> i i just love feeling for me, it's that sense of achievement and empowerment. So if I know that I've done something that's brought good into that day, it makes me feel happy inside. Now that goodness might be that I've watered my plant so it hasn't died, but I <laughs> got outside in the fresh air and I've paid a complete stranger a compliment and made their day. Or, you know, I very regularly will pay it forward and buy the person behind me's coffee in Starbucks. It's just oh, that's lovely. I'm a huge believer that actually, you know, the, the universal pull is there. And if we can do more for others, it's not that we do it to get it back, but it's actually that abundance is there. So I always feel happy when I'm connected with me that's lovely i mean and i i'm sort of wholeheartedly agree with you about sort of those small things and what you can do and how you can change people's lives just like you say by giving a compliment that you know yeah. is unexpected but and it is sort of playing and that's what i love about you know the podcast and the episodes that i'm recording with people like yourself because you, you you're giving your time we're sharing at globally there's wisdom that's coming out and people will be impacted in different ways mm -hmm. by listening to it whether they might go oh my god too much information oh i'm all right now i'm fine <laughs> Or, you know, the aha moments or, oh, my gosh, that's my girlfriend. Or, oh, my God, that's me. And I've had feedback from people who have been listening and feeling they don't feel as alone when they've heard and tapped into these conversations because there's, there's so much that's coming out. Because I'm curious because, I mean, I've not been through all of all of that. But, you know, I have been through the menopause. But as we've already said that I've sailed through it. So I'm even I'm curious, to, well, well, you know, what are the symptoms? Because generally you sort of kind of think about... The, the really hot flushes in the dripping face but there's more to it than that as you've said so the fact that you are helping women in that way and doing the sort of the answering those questions and as you said what's evolved from that that you've now been able to create this course you can train other people people can take themselves through i mean it's very rewarding isn't it very satisfying when you can start yeah. to spread that knowledge that you've developed so widely mm -hmm. which is awesome but how have you used your positive mindset to overcome challenging situations i mean because obviously you've already alluded to how you were in corporate and then obviously you've left i mean that must have been quite a challenge in itself is that is that the main challenge or have you had other challenges that you've had to sort of adopt a positive mindset for and how have you how have you actually handled that and dealt with that i'm a massive believer that i have this saying in our household as well because i've got two young girls kind of got that parental influence over how they deal with what they deem to be disastrous situations 
So we have a we have a saying in our household. There's only ever speed bumps, never roadblocks. All right. So there's speed bumps in the road, but never a roadblock that's going to stop your journey. You just have to figure out how to get over or go around the speed bump. So that mm-hmm. analogy sits with us. And the first thing that if it's a drama, the first thing I always say to myself is, did I cause someone to die? And that might seem a bit extreme, right? But did I cause someone to die as a result of what I've done? And as long as the answer is no, forget about it. Just move on and get past it, all right? Because you Mm. can never bring a life back, but you can always resolve a situation that you've massively effed up. So it's never roadblocks, only ever speed bumps. And that to me is always my mantra of positive that comes through in the darkest of situations where I think, oh shit, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's only only a road bump. But that's it, it's so true, isn't it? I mean, I often sort of say, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Or, you know, and I remember, obviously you've got your twin daughters of 11. I mean, God, how do you tell them apart? That's another question. But my son is 23 now. And, you know, it's like, don't come to me with a problem. What's the solution? Let's think about it. What, you know, looking at things from a different perspective. And that's, you know, I coined my ape mindset methodology last year and I got that trademarked, um, which I will be, gradually will be doing more work on. But it's that acceptance and it's that, but that, but where we're talking about is the P is the perspective it's shifting that perspective like you're saying it's 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 shifting your energy then accordingly because if if you they haven't caused anybody to die which is yeah. most people haven't you know what's you know let it go like you've said and sh- channel your energy into something more positive rather than a drama that actually if you do focus in on it as a drama it will only get worse anyway so. completely i completely agree with you you know and, and i think this is this is where it comes down to the values isn't it is values and boundaries and that's a big thing for me around mm-hmm. I haven't caused harm to a human being, therefore it's fully recoverable and what, what's happened here. So, yeah, I think that's a really good question to ask and it is all about that perspective. It's about being able to flip mm-hmm. it on its head when you're in the depths of despairing on you know, a failure or something that's happened that actually you can flip around and say, but what can I learn from it? And as much as exactly. it might be hard and it might be stingy and painful in the wound, you will eventually see that, okay, there was a message in that for me. I just didn't see it at the time. That is the way I always view everything in life. You know, <laughs> it's a, And do you know what? When you do look at it like that, things just, they don't stick to you. And that's it's a healthy mindset to have you're looking at things from the positive perspective and yeah okay we're all going to get rubbish days and things like that but actually when you know that you will come out of it I mean I quite often I'll allow allow myself that sort of 24 48 hours to think but you know what why not I can have a wallow if I want to I'm only human you know and then just like I know I'll kick myself into touch because I'll get fed up of being down here and go right come on time to to kick ass that's exactly (laughs) it um, we, we have this saying especially within my coaching with my ladies but in our house as well well you can have your pity party then you must come out the other side girls just wanna have fun (laughs) (laughs) i don't think cindy lock has got anything to worry about with me (laughs) i mean we've obviously we've covered quite a lot of things as we've been talking already but i mean just to sort of to finish do you have any sort of top tips for the listeners in terms of how they can harness happiness in their life because you you know obviously you do so much and we've just discussed sort of flipping things and looking at things from a different perspective but is there anything else that you you would like to add before we sort of draw to a close the main thing for me would just be that a lot of this is like happiness is our birthright all right that's something Mm -hmm. that we all have when we're born we all have it 
and some of us will lock that away for one reason or another. But as long as you stay connected with yourself, and that is allowing the anger through, that's allowing the upset, the emotions, if we start to suppress them, this is where that pressure cooker type of analogy mm -hmm. starts to come. And that can take over your entire being, your well-being. So my encouragement here or top tip that I would leave you with is allow yourself to feel, allow yourself mm. to be, and knowing that there are beautiful practices in the positive psychology space that can help you to deal with those. One of them being daily gratitudes. So if you can oh, yes. work through daily gratitudes, and your gratitude might be that you're grateful for the smell of your morning coffee. It doesn't have to be world peace. So be connected exactly. with you. Know what makes you happy and brings you joy and work from there. I love the simplicity of that to, to end on because it is the gratitude and appreciation of just... I mean, I love it looking out in nature and just, just, oh, isn't today a great day to be alive? And you know what? If it's a rubbish day outside, it's like, well, actually, um, it's a rubbish day outside. That means I can do things indoors that I wouldn't yeah. want to do if it was a nice day outdoors. So it's it's always looking and flipping it, isn't it? Always looking and flipping it. Oh, Adele, it's been fabulous. Thank you so, so, so very much for sharing your wisdom and what you're doing with all the ladies and how you're bringing about change in that void of a hole that is the menopause that's over 50% of the world's population goes through so thank you thank you so much for for sharing all of that with my fabulous listeners so if they want to get in touch with you which I'm sure some of them will how do they get in touch where will they find you I'm most active over on Instagram so if you just type in adele.johnston then you will find me there or you can reach me if you jump onto Google and type Adele Johnston menopause, it will come up and you will see adelejohnstoncoaching.com. So super easy. Just pop my name in and you should find me across all of the media platforms. That's Johnston with a T in with there for anybody who wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't quite sure. It's J-O-H-N-S-T. T-O-N. Thank you so much again, Adele. It's been an absolute pleasure, uh, as it always is, and we catch up. And it's always a, even an added pleasure to, to record an episode and spend so much time with you asking questions and doing so. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you all for taking the time to listen. I hope you've really enjoyed this episode with Adele. And if you've liked it, please do rate, review and uh, subscribe, follow whatever you do with your platform. And until next time, this is by myself, Sarah J. Naylor at Harness in Happiness with the fabulous Adele Johnston. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.